All right, folks, as we draw near to another critical election, it's not only about casting your vote, it's about elevating your voice, making your voice be heard. AMAC is more than just a senior discount organization. They unite like-minded patriots like you and I, committed to preserving our cherished values and actively opposing the leftist agenda that's sweeping across America. Just look at their recent victories. AMAC members helped to push forward an investigation into practices that inflate drug prices. They successfully defeated ranked choice voting in order to protect traditional voting methods, and they've also helped block a federal takeover of elections. As AMAC's membership grows, Washington is listening. Every new member strengthens this movement. If you love America, visit AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Just News to become a four-year member for just $30. That's a great discount. AMAC is not only better for America, it's better for you. Membership gives you access to the AMAC magazine, free Social Security and Medicare guidance, money-saving discounts, trusted news, sweepstakes, and so much more. It's a community, not a service. Take advantage of our election year sale, four years for just $30 at AMAC. By joining over 2 million Americans, they can't ignore your voice in Washington anymore. Join now at AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Just News. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S forward slash Just News. Hello, America, and happy Thursday. So much news, but I'm not going to bog you down with headlines today because we have an extraordinary opportunity to talk to one of the greatest, most accurate, and most influential posters in American history. Robert Cahaley at the Trafalgar Group is going to be here with us for the whole hour. We're going to talk to him about elections, the House, the Senate, governors, the issues that are moving American people, issues that aren't affecting American people. How does abortion play into the election versus the IRS stuff? We've got so many questions and we're going to get one of the true experts in polling, someone whose polls have been accurate. He was right about Trump in 2016. He was right about Trump in 2020. He has been at the forefront of changing the polling industry so that its outdated ways don't end up in false or misleading polling. And I think Robert has done some of the best work of anyone in the country. The reason you know that is just look at the results versus his last polls going into elections. He is consistently among the most accurate pollsters in the country. And he's measuring issues that other pollsters won't look at, things like the IRS and the FBI, trust in the FBI, things that liberal pollsters and mainstream media pollsters are ignoring, even though they're burbling among tens of millions of Americans in the country. So we are so lucky to have Robert on. We're going to jump right into that interview. If you need a quick fix on headlines, go to justthenews.com. We've got the latest on the judge and the decision to potentially appoint a special master in the Trump record search. We've got the extraordinary story of Ron Johnson saying the FBI supervisors ordered the FBI agents not to investigate Hunter Biden's laptop. That's a big one. And so many other really big stories. A, a plea today among two people in Florida were involved in transporting Ashley Biden's diary to James O'Keefe and the Project Veritas group. Another important story as well. All right, let's take that quick commercial break. When we come back, Robert Cahaley, the incredible heart and soul of the Trafalgar Polling Group, right after this. Hey, folks, have you heard of cancer-fighting foods? The American Cancer Society discovered diets rich in fruits and vegetables may actually lower your risk of cancer. Think about that for a second. That's really important. Hopefully, you hear this and run to the store for five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. But if you're like me, you probably don't have the time to do that, right? So maybe you should consider adding Field of Greens to your daily health regimen. Each fruit and veggie in Field of Greens was doctor-selected, 
for studied health benefits. There's a heart health group, lungs, kidneys, and metabolism groups, even healthy weight. What your body needs is in each scoop of delicious Field of Greens. I take it every day. Sometimes I put it in a shake. Sometimes I put it in my egg white omelet in the morning. Field of Greens can help prevent, treat, and cure cancer? No, but it can powerfully help you audit your next checkup. Your doctor will notice your improved health or you're going to get your money back. Here's the most amazing thing about it. I started using Field of Greens a year ago. My cholesterol is down. My blood sugar is down. My weight's down. My health is up. My sleeping patterns are better. My metabolism is up. If you want to experience what I've experienced, go check out Field of Greens. Jump into the ring here. You're going to get an enormous benefit. And it's so simple. Single scoop, a couple of seconds, healthy lifestyle all day long. Now, thanks to our good friends at Brickhouse Nutrition, Field of Greens is going to give you a 15% off discount plus free rush shipping. All you got to do is go to fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS for your discount. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com, promo code JUSTNEWS. Go check it out. Hey folks, have you heard of cancer-fighting foods? The American Cancer Society discovered diets rich in fruits and vegetables may actually lower your risk of cancer. Think about that for a second. That's really important. Hopefully, you hear this and run to the store for five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. But if you're like me, you probably don't have the time to do that, right? So maybe you should consider adding Field of Greens to your daily health regimen. Each fruit and veggie in Field of Greens was doctor-selected for studied health benefits. There's a heart health group, lungs, kidneys and metabolism groups, even healthy weight. What your body needs is in each scoop of delicious Field of Greens. I take it every day. Sometimes I put it in a shake. Sometimes I put it in my egg white omelet in the morning. Field of Greens can help prevent, treat, and cure cancer? No, but it can powerfully help you audit your next checkup. Your doctor will notice your improved health or you're going to get your money back. Here's the most amazing thing about it. I started using Field of Greens a year ago. My cholesterol is down. My blood sugar is down. My weight's down. My health is up. My sleeping patterns are better. My metabolism is up. If you want to experience what I've experienced, go check out Field of Greens. Jump into the ring here. You're going to get an enormous benefit. And it's so simple. Single scoop, a couple of seconds, healthy lifestyle all day long. Now, Thanks to our good friends at Brickhouse Nutrition, Field of Greens is going to give you a 15% off discount plus free rush shipping. All you got to do is go to fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS for your discount. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com, promo code JUSTNEWS. Go check it out. All right, folks, welcome back for the commercial break. As you know, I've been covering politics for a little over three decades. My first election that I covered was 84 with Reagan. Over the last five years, I have not seen a more influential, accurate, or honest polling operation than the one at Trafalgar Group and Robert Cahaley. It gets it right. It has adapted the samples to take into account all the changing dynamics and political momentum in the country. And they have really served the public right in an era where many pollsters have gone rogue, have tried to create outcomes rather than measure outcomes. And today we're lucky to have the top guy at Trafalgar with us, Robert Cahaley. Robert, great to have you on the show. It is awesome to be here. Uh, it's, you know, I mean, I'm on the phone with John Solomon. What's better than that? Well, my wife can give you a different story. No, no, no. It's a, I want to start with something because I cover lots of pollsters. We cover lots of polls. You have created a gold standard and a precision and an accuracy, a transparency and an honesty in polling that in an era where people increasingly distrust polls, you're breaking through. 
What's the secret sauce? What did you decide to do that kept your polling in the right place when others have gone rogue? Well, I, I think there's two things. One, we have moved to a model of we're not working. The stuff that you see in public is not being paid for by campaigns, by PACs, or by parties. Because what we found is there was a different market. We found a niche market of organizations, uh, businesses, uh, businesses that, you know, major national, international businesses, some of which are like that deal in the stock market and, and high net worth individuals who just want the unvarnished truth. And so we can't, and so they, you know, they have uh, joined and are, are part of our, you know, membership and get access to, you know, private briefings and stuff like that. But they just want the truth and they, they don't they don't want it polished. They want to know good or bad. So one, that's part of especially what you see in public that we re release. Uh, and there's a lot of stuff that people don't see, uh, obviously. But the other is just the way we do it. Uh, I didn't I didn't come at this from. I didn't study this in college. It's like I was never tr classically trained on how to poll. So I don't have any of that, frankly, nonsense in my head. Um, so I looked at it, I came at it from the complete opposite rate. I used to be a, a, a general consultant. We had lots of campaigns all over the country, and the polling I got just stunk. And it just stunk, and I, and, I, and I really tried to kind of figure it out. And I remembered there was one guy that I had worked with when I was a little younger, and uh, his name was Rod Sheely. He was a contemporary of Lee Atwater. I grew up in South Carolina. And uh, Rod was just one of those guys who, who some people thought was kind of backward and, and did things the old-fashioned way, but he understood people. And so some, when I looked to the way his polls were they were always very short questionnaires because he said he got he got more people to participate and you know he and he did, did these little things where you ask the neighbor question because you know what do you think your neighbors think because you need to give people an impolite uh, polite way to tell you something impolite and so i just started thinking about the lessons i i remembered from working with him and and so in 2008 we just said what the heck we're gonna try doing this and we built uh we, we we got our own calls. Uh, we hired out a call center to do some calls, and we uh, built a a complicated spreadsheet that did all the the math. Uh, we actually used that spreadsheet all the way till 2017 before we actually bought uh, polling software. So we were using that all the way through 16 and 17 elections. But we just used some of those models. We started, you know, asking people very short questionnaires because the number one question we get. When you call somebody, how long is this going to take? And if your answer is, oh, just 20 minutes, it's only, you know, 59 questions, they hang it up. And so the key is if you say, oh, three minutes, oh, it's only five questions, whatever it is, if people think it's just a moment of their time, they'll do it. But people are busy. Lives have changed. They're not sitting around the parlor waiting on the phone to ring. We just don't live in that world anymore. And so we really believe in short questionnaires. I think that is one of the key things. Some, the first thing somebody asked me is, well, how do I know which polls are good and which polls are bad? I say, click on them. If they ask more than 10 questions, 
they're they're junk. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, they're they're going to get such a peel off rate. You can't get good measure, right? Yeah. And you're losing average people. I had somebody, a, a candidate running for statewide office, send me a poll and ask me what I thought. And I looked through it, and the last page said fifty percent five zero had either a college degree, a graduate degree, or some or, or, or a professional degree beyond a graduate degree. Fifty percent. It doesn't matter what state it is. There's not a state in America where fifty percent of the people who vote in the general election have a college degree or better. That doesn't exist. And so, but what it does exist is among the people who would take a 38 question poll. Yeah. So it's naturally skewed. And as we know, as the Republican Party starts moving to more the party of the guy who gets his hands dirty with his, when he works or, or, or uh, the lady who cuts hair versus, you know, the, uh, the, the, the stockbroker or the, uh, the uh, big business owner, then that's going to skew against the Republicans because it's not really the party of the college degree anymore. It's more the party of working people. It is. Yeah. In fact, much of the base of the Democratic Party has begun moving into the Republican Party, hasn't it? Mm-hmm. Man, it's fascinating to watch. Well, and, and I'll tell people, if you really want to understand today's politics, you got to look to 1992 yep. and recognize that 95% of the pro voters are now Trump voters. Yeah. Yep. And only 80% of the Bush voters are still Republicans. That's pretty amazing. That's an amazing shift. That's the best way to understand it. Ah, that, that is clear and simple, isn't it? And true. Yep. That's kind of, and so, so we think that short questionnaire is the reason people will participate. And we, we, we've seen that work time and time again. The other thing is uh, we live in large sample size. We do not ever... Um, a statewide poll, we're going to get. We're going to give you a thousand. We're not going to say you some junk of polling three hundred people and tell you we're measuring a state. We're going to give you at least a thousand for every state. And the other thing is, we believe now as people have changed and times have changed, we we have kind of adapted, and we and so we, we give people lots of different ways. It's not just it's not just phone calls. Uh, we do text messages. We do emails, and our text messages are different than a lot of the polling companies and that we don't text you just a link for you to go off and take the poll. We text back and forth each question. Just the same way, like if you get a survey from one of the major Fortune 500 companies. And the people that are, you know, a lot of savvy people are kind of itch, you know, iffy about clicking a link on a text. And we send an email. We, we kind of put a little, hey, check it. You know, if you're hesitant to click this, check us out. You know, this is the real company. You, can, you know, take Google and see if it's real, you know. What we figured out is that you've got to give people a way to participate in the way they're comfortable. So one of the one of the other major polls you see on TV every every few days, um, they, I'm not going to say who it is, but every one of their polls are based on nothing but phone calls. Now what I'm trying to figure out is how many normal Gen Zs and millennials are in their polls. I would tell you zero, because Gen Zs and millennials don't answer phone calls. They don't answer. Yeah, you've just cut out a whole generation. Certainly not for numbers they don't recognize. And they certainly, if they did answer a call from a number they didn't recognize by accident, would not stop what they're doing to take a 42-question poll. And as the Gen Zs um, start to, uh, uh, not Gen Z, did I, say, no, I meant millennials, and no, I did say Gen Z. Okay, yeah. As the millennials continue to take up a bigger portion of the polling universe, 
these phone call dependent polls will be worse and worse. So these are some of the mistakes we think they make. They don't give people ways to participate, um, and they ask too long questionnaires. So I mean, that that I would, if there is a secret sauce, I would say that's part of it. We, you know, we use that neighbor question from other vehicles um, to kind of get people to tell us what they're hesitant to tell us, and that's a whole other part of what we do. But um, in general, th th this is about trying to trying to get trying to recognize the way people live and build polls that suit their lifestyle instead of this, you know, following this rigid, um, this is the way polls are supposed to be done because of the way they've always been done. Yeah, that's really amazing. Well, now you're measuring what could be one of the bellwether elections in American politics. It could be like 1994 or 2016. As you look out right now and you look at, let's start with the House. What does the balance look like in the House if things were to hold going through uh, November? I expect that, that that margin is going to be, I'd say, 12 seat pickup all the way to as high as maybe 25, 26 with a lot of things left to determine what that wave is. There are. And what are some of those factors? It seems like we learned from earlier this week, the New York election, that abortion can play in some of these local elections. We learned that you know sometimes there are just local issues that dominate that we don't see in the national level as political reporters. But what are some of the factors that can slide the lever in one direction or the other? There, there's a few things. Um, one is gas prices literally what people pay at the pump. That is the most immediate thing people feel. And it's just like anything else. You know, if, if you're, if, if you're sitting in a, in, in a bathtub that's 80, you know, excuse me, 95 degrees, feels great. And all of a sudden they, you know, you, your bathtub is 60 degrees, man, now 75 seems pretty nice. And so once you get used to paying, you know, four or five bucks a gallon, even though you used to pay three, if it's down to four or down to three fifty, you're a little happy. But you really shouldn't be because it's still too high. But you're seeing some relief, and people kind of act that way when they get a little relief. They feel like things are going the right direction, and people's attitude about the direction is everything. It is right, and it's it's something like that that becomes a trigger, isn't it? Like gas prices that can trigger something very quickly. Gas prices are ultimate trigger, um, and so. If, if some of the predicted food shortages people are talking about start happening, uh, when some of the people in the northern part of the country start filling up their, um, their heating oil, uh, a lot of them kind of run it out toward the end of the uh, winter, and then they fill it up going into the next winter. So a lot of those things are going to be getting filled up in the fall. Uh, so that's going to start getting people's attention, and they realize how expensive it is. So, you know, the, econ the economy is everything. But the economy is really bad, and so if it seems to be not as bad, that works for the Democrats. Um, obviously, foreign policy can 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 overshoot everything. I mean, who would have thought? You know, we we we'd be in the situation you you were with a, we had a, you have a war in Ukraine. I mean, some, some kind of action could happen um, involving Taiwan that could totally upset the apple cart. Uh, so that that's you know, any, foreign policy can always affect things. Uh, God forbid some kind of a terrorist thing can affect things. Um, and what's happening with Trump is affecting things. Now, there are some who argue Trump being in the headlines is just bad for Republicans all the time, but I, I don't buy that. What I see is 2022 is very simple. 
it's kind of like 2021 was in Virginia. In 2021, the goal wasn't to convince people in Virginia who vote in gubernatorial elections to vote for Glenn Youngkin. That wasn't his goal. The goal was to take people who vote in regular federal elections, 16, 18, 20, and convince them to vote in a state election in an odd year when they don't usually do that. And whichever party did that best was going to win. And both parties did a heck of a job at it. You look at that turnout. So those people that were, would be considered low propensity to vote in those type of elections, both parties went at it with both barrels and did a phenomenal job of bringing brand new people into that election. Well, 2022 is the same thing. We know what the high watermark universe is. It's 2020. So whichever party gets the most people who voted in 2020 to participate in 2022 is going to win this. So it comes down to motivation. So when you raid Donald Trump's home, all you're doing is motivate more 2020 Republicans to vote in 2022. Robert, let's look at the Senate now. Tougher, tougher map for the Republicans historically, but then a midterm election tends to be more favorable. Nevada certainly looks like an interesting one. When you look out there, how does this race break in the final two weeks of the election? What should we be looking for in the Senate races? Well, you know, Nevada is a place where there's a lot of election integrity questions. And I, I hope that they have dealt with a lot of the issues they had before. Um, I think that this thing is going to break uh, toward the Republicans on both the governor and on the U.S. Senate. Uh, the candidates are very popular. And uh, we have them both leading now. And I would, I would tell you that August, if you look at a – if we look back at this election in November and we looked at, at, at like a uh, – a graph tracking them over time, I would tell you August is going to look like the worst month for Republicans. So the fact that these two are both leading in our numbers right now gives me great hope for both of them. I think they both have an excellent chance of winning in in, uh, Nevada. Yeah, that's a big one. I mean, that'd be a big shift. Pennsylvania, Ohio, does Ohio stay home with the Republicans? Yes. Just as I was in 20... uh, you sure were. I am not believing. I am not believing Ohio is going to be hotly contested. I don't buy it. Any word? Um, any word I, about Florida, Marco Rubio? No, not at all. Not, not, I mean, not even polling Florida. That's how not worried about Florida I am. That's pretty confident. <laughs> so let's, let's shift to a couple of the other ones. Pennsylvania. Everyone's worried about Pennsylvania and Wisconsin. Uh, two very different scenarios, right? A first-time candidate in Pennsylvania, a veteran candidate in Wisconsin. What's your take on those races? Okay. Well, Pennsylvania is a, is a little bit of a different animal. So the first thing that you've got is, I mean, for all intents and purposes, Federer's been in a cocoon. No one's been allowed to say anything or talk about him. or just, They could ask questions, why is he on the campaign trail? But not really, you know, I mean, not really attack his, not him for how bad he has historically, uh, his positions have been. So now that, that he's kind of emerged from the cocoon and decided, decided he wants to campaign and, and, and kind of gotten past um, uh, his issues as far as uh, – as far as you know, he he sees them. I mean, obviously he's not completely well, but uh, he he has judged that his health is good enough to to continue. So we'll take his word on that. Um, now that he's emerged, his his record matters. And so we've had we've had three months of everybody knocking 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 on um, 
Oz and saying nothing about Fetterman. So I think it, it, it'll it'll equal out a little bit. The other thing is they're they're listen. Republican pro- primaries are like family fights. You know they I mean they fight hard because they care so much. And what happens is people get their feelings hurt. People get mad. And so what we have found is among the undecided, a lot of people who have Republican history who just are kind of mad because Oz beat their McCormick or they beat Barnett and they really like those two people. And and, and and there's no problem with that. But in the end, they're not going to vote for Fetterman. So there's a couple of factors in that race too. Oz does really well among parents with school-age kids. And so if those people turn out at the rate that they did in Virginia, and now we can't count on that, so we didn't we didn't build that into our turnout model. But if that were to happen, then of the five points, Oz is down. He's only down by two. They can make up that much difference. Wow. The other thing is. Well, that's fascinating. You know, unlikely voters, people who hardly ever participate in elections. I mean, that are just, you know, maybe once or twice voting in the last 10 years. Among those people, Oz is winning 72-28. Wow. So if those kind of people kind of come out of the woodwork. Yep. If there's a get out the vote, right? Or they just like Oz. You don't, they don't have to do anything to get them out. They've, they've seen the guy on TV for 20 years, and they don't usually vote. They don't really care about politics, but they like him. There will be people who are like that who are going to vote. We found some among people who are registered who haven't voted in years because we just did a little survey to see what that was. Now, strengths. I would tell you that one of the strengths that uh, right now we're seeing with Fetterman is he's got some strength among seniors. And so Oz, uh, Oz needs to, you know, that is a place he should focus is on those seniors. And Fetterman, is, you know, you look at his ads. He's talking about America and bring, bringing jobs to America and fighting inflation and all this stuff. I mean, so until someone defines him, uh, I, I think the other night I saw Hannity kind of just letting it, putting it all out there. You know, this guy's positions on making heroin legal, the guy's positions on uh, on uh, his endorsement of uh, Bernie Sanders. I mean, he had the video and the audio, so it's not really something debatable. But, you know, the question is, does the Oz campaign really use that stuff and use it well? I think I think that thing can end up being a win because, again, August was the worst month and he's down by five. And I think the same thing is from Austriano there. They, what? The narrative that is being sold in Pennsylvania is if you question the election at all, if you participated in the January 6th rally, not the Capitol riot, that disqualifies you from being governor. I think that if that is their criteria for saying he can't be governor, that he's taken those positions, they might be surprised. They might be surprised. Wow, that's going to be fascinating um, to watch. So uh, it's, it's good. I think those two races are going to be close because Pennsylvania is always close. And you know, and and again, I I do not know what the law is going to be this year about absentee ballots and proper postmarks and proper signatures. And I can't predict what will happen in Pennsylvania. I certainly hope they follow their own laws. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be back with more with Robert Cahaley and the Trafalgar Group right after this. 
Hey folks, if you're a homeowner and you're like me, you want to protect your home, right? But when's the last time you checked on the title to your home? If you never have, listen to this. A new report on homeowners shows we all now have $16 trillion in equity. That's an all-time high in America. That's why you need protection from a scam the FBI calls house stealing. That's when the equity in all of our homes is the target, sadly, of scammers. If nobody's watching the title to your home, these scammers can transfer your title to their name, take out loans, and your equity could be gone. Poof, gone. You have to protect your equity from this despicable crime right now with triple lock protection from my good friends at HomeTitleLock.com. The first step is to check on your home's title to see if it's still in your name. Sign up with your address at HomeTitleLock.com and be sure to use the promo code JUSTNEWS. They're going to send you a complete title scan of your home's title in your first 30 days of triple lock home title protection. That's legendary protection, by the way. It's free. HomeTitleLock.com. Use the promo code JUSTNEWS. One more time. Go to HomeTitleLock.com today and protect your most important asset, the equity in your home. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. All right, folks, welcome back. Great to have more questions here with Robert Cahaley and the Trafalgar Group right now. Any other Senate races that you've got on your radar that could be surprising? So, Wisconsin. Yeah, let's talk about Wisconsin. Good point. Yep. You mentioned Wisconsin. Ron Johnson. I think I think Wisconsin is, um, it is, I mean, Ron Johnson's been there a long time, and there is a real national kind of a bubbling up of, of throw them all out. People's kind of had it. Um, now, so he needs to answer the question, hey, I agree with throwing them all out, but trust me, this Democrat running against me ain't the guy to replace them with. That's the question he needs to answer. Um, and it's helpful that he has Michael on the other side uh, run for governor, who's a lot fresher uh, face in this thing. You know, it seems like Wisconsin is ground central, whether it's Kenosha, whether it's uh, the, you know, the, the car driving and the parade, the Rittenhouse, I mean, there's just so much stuff there. Um, but it, it also, I mean, we saw what happened in the presidential elections. I think those are really going to be tight, and I think a lot of attention needs to be paid there, and that is probably the incumbent that that needs to be most focused on. And, and I'll also just jump to Georgia. Um, they have thrown everything but the kitchen sink at Walker, and he's only down three or four, depending on which poll you look at. I, I trust Matt Tower. He's polled more than any other in Georgia. Um, and um, and we haven't polled it yet. So I, I see that uh, uh, they've really kind of pounded Walker, and it, it's it's only three or four. So I think that, I think that Kemp is continuing to be uh, running a very effective campaign. I mean, He's taken that campaign has taken everything Stacey Abrams has ever said that doesn't make any sense. I mean, it's like they haven't missed a beat. If Stacey Abrams said something that won't that average Georgians are going to find offensive, it's already on TV. 
and uh, the Walker campaign has not been near as aggressive and uh, as successful. But I think that Walker will benefit from that success. And I think this is going to come down to uh, a few of those uh, suburbs um, in, uh, in Georgia. And the uh, same suburbs that a lot of them come down to. A lot of them come down to the, looking at that vote in the uh, uh, 6th Congressional District in Georgia. So this one's going to be tight, but I think that, uh, I think that there, there's, there's an excellent chance. Uh, I'd say better than 50% chance that uh, Walker ends up uh, winning that thing and, uh, and Kemp wins. Uh, Arizona, Cary Lake is so well known. Uh, in the primary, I've heard anecdotal stories of people coming in who didn't really know anything about party. Just where do I go to vote for Carrie Lake? She's her, well, her career in TV. I mean, it's it, it's a state essentially a one one real media market state, and the the power of the population. And when somebody's been on the TV that long, it's just you can say what you want about it, but they feel like they know them. You know, you can tell me about that brand new guy moves into town. And people can tell me he's horrible. I might believe it. But somebody that I've known for 30 years, nobody tells me they're horrible. I already know him. It's going to have a hard time convincing me of that. Um, I think her strength may benefit um, Masters. And um, uh, Masters is is going to have a little tougher time. But when it comes right down to it, what I've seen and what I've, I said on Hannity a couple nights back is I think there, Biden is helpful. Running with Biden is like having termites in your house. Everything looks fine. <laughs> Everything looks good, and nobody's talking about it. Just don't look at the basement flooring. <laughs> Nobody mentions it, but before it's all said and done, it's going to be the only thing that matters. Yeah, that's right. And, and, and in the end, when you're electing a U.S. senator, you're electing somebody to push a big blue button that says more of the Biden agenda, or you are electing them to push a big red button that says stop the Biden agenda right now. Yeah. And that is what every Senate race comes down to. And, you know, can your, you know, the question is what color button do you want your candidate pushing? And I think in the end, Arizona's going to want that red button pushed. When you look at the new Gingrich was on the show yesterday, and he said that every Senate candidate should be talking about the Biden-Kelly administration, the Biden-Fetterman administration. That clearly nationalized that race, right? That's really what you're talking about, right? Absolutely, because Biden is uniquely unpopular. And the thing is, Biden can't be Biden without a Senate that backs him up. He can't do the things you hate without the Senate that backs him up. People, what people's complaint is right now is it, it, it's not, a, it sounds philosophical, but it's not that much. It's like the role of government. So, you know, we say role of government, people go, oh, well, okay, now you got to break up some John Locke or something. No. What I mean by that is, does, what does the government do in my life? Does it do what I want it to do or not? And so people are saying, what I want is to feel safe in my home and not worry about crime on the streets. What I want is not to worry about people pouring across the border, fentanyl and all the stuff that comes with that. What I want is American uh, interest to be protected overseas. And what I want is the government to get is, is to get out of the free market let, and let there be competition and get, get me good prices and good products. Okay. Now, what the government's doing. So that's, that's what they want, and they don't feel like they're getting any of it. But what they're getting is they're pushing 
all this environmental stuff or Green New, Green New Deal and the whole Green New Deal agenda on a country that is already leading the world at making our environment good. If, if all the rest of the countries like China and India and Russia were doing what we're doing, we wouldn't be talking about all these global warming problems. So the, the hypocrisy of asking Americans to sacrifice when we've already improved our environment with, you know, Western Europe and America are already the best. And yet everybody wants us to sacrifice. And then China, I meanwhile, gets worse, right? China's getting worse. Yeah, that's right. So, so, so they don't like the fact that that's being pushed on them and it doesn't help them and it's making their prices too high. They really are sick of hearing about people's pronouns and all that nonsense. They are absolutely tired of changing these rules and that we're not we're not going to have bail and we're letting criminals back on the street to I me mean, you know when, when candidates run with these messages of if bad guys do bad things arrest them prosecute them and put them in jail that seems obvious and somehow in this bizarre world that doesn't that's not obvious anymore and so so when they look at what the government's doing with open borders Make you know mask and vaccine mandates. Finding out a lot of that stuff didn't even really matter. Uh, a supply chain that is busted because we've gotten so dependent upon China. Uh, pr- gas prices that are crazy because uh, they're at, at a war with um, fossil fuels. So their government is not only not doing what they want them to do, they're involved in everything they don't want them to do. And now. To add insult to injury, they paid people not to work. They're giving people free student loans and not paying them back. You don't have to pay your rent. And they wonder why there's inflation. I mean, it, it, it's like the government is working against people and they feel it. Yeah. And also the explanations that are often proffered to people, they don't feel common sense. Right? People can smoke out BS pretty good. It seems like a lot of times the elites in power don't realize the Americans are really smart. They're, they, they can pick up when they're being uh, when they're being uh, misled. Uh, do you think uh, elitists in government, in the news media, in the social media are beginning to uh, recognize that they can't smoke out uh, or uh, pull the wool over uh, Americans' eyes? You know, you'd think they would. And you see very smart people in the Democrat Party. You see people like um, uh, James Carville, uh, Mark Penn. These guys kind of recognize this party's kind of gone off the deep end and kind of want to move them back to the center of the pool. But you know what? Some of these people have just... I grew up my entire life admiring the fact that the left understood incrementalism, that they were really good at it, that they were take, take, they would take an inch, an inch, an inch, an inch, and slowly move the ball to get what they wanted. And then somehow in 2020, on an election that was at, at best a push, you know, a presidential contest, muchly uh, debated, very close when you consider the number of people that made the difference, a Congress that's deadlocked in the Senate and, you know, a few seats in the House. No, no uh, Roosevelt man, a mandate by any means. They took that majority and then pushed an agenda that would only make sense if they had had a veto-proof supermajority 
and, and just went forward with every crazy, loony idea they ever had and just abandoned their incrementalism. Yeah, the incrementalism went out the window for a speeding car. I admired you because you were smart. <laughs> and look at you now. Yeah. And so it's one of those, I couldn't believe it. I was like, golly, you know, these guys, they, I mean, I've always thought these guys were really clever. But what we have seen is that their incrementalism did work in trying to take over uh, the programming the children watch on TV, the learning they have in school, the colleges. And we learned that. And so that's what's got people a little spooked is these next generations have been programmed in a, in a, in a way that doesn't look at America as exceptional and finds great fault and really doesn't appreciate the uniqueness of our system. And so it's making, it's making certainly parents and grandparents are, are very nervous and, and it's making people nervous altogether. Pandemic revealed all that. We saw a lot of things we didn't know. You know, parents saw things they didn't understand and the, the kids are being taught. So I, it, it all kind of came to a head in 2020 and it's really one of those things where both sides have kind of shown their colors. And now the people just got to decide which side they're on. Um, before we go, I know how important your time is. I want to uh, drill in on a couple of things. We, it, economy, crime, uh, the direction of America, those are all clear pointers of where uh, what this individual issues that are going to drive people. I want to ask you about two that are a little more recent, but that seem to have a little bit of traction just in my everyday conversations with my own readers. Like, oh, man, I'm really I can't believe this is going on. The IRS, the expansion of the IRS, the 87,000 agents, $80 billion, the more audits. Is that going to be an election issue? And is it powerful enough to make a difference? And then two, the raid on Mar-a-Lago. Is that a rebound um, a sentiment that could really hurt the Democrats? Or will it not play much of a record in a year where the economy is the economy, stupid? <laughs> First of all, on the IRS. R- right now, I feel like the IRS thing is not really disseminating past conservative media. Um, I, I would hope and believe that some of the very clever people who do um, advertisement will integrate this into campaigns. But right now, I just I don't see a lot of the public kind of understanding what this could mean for them, um, especially the revelation from the CBO that, this ha- that these lower income people have to be audited. Because, you know, pe- people's logical thought is, well, I don't make enough money to be audited. That's right. Yeah, so why put me through the process? You're sque- squeezing blood out of a dry rock. What a lot of those same people don't understand is you think you don't, but, you know, what about some of the Venmo or, or, or Zelle payments you picked up last month? What about, you know, some so, some of the, you know, the cash that uh, that, that you mowed a couple lawns and got, and, and they don't understand that's the kind of stuff they can be coming after. And so I think that people have to, it has to be explained to them that they will be a target, that frankly, those super rich people pay accountants and lawyers to fight back. And when the IRS sends average people a letter saying you owe $6,000, you owe $4,000, they're not going to hire a lawyer to fight that. They're just they're going to ask their accountant, does this make sense? And their accountant's going to say, well, I can, I can spend $6,000 worth of time figuring it out, or you can pay them 6000 bucks." And that's what's going to happen. And so 
that has to be you need that has to be translated to people and i think if it is translated well uh especially in contrast to the fact that these people can hire agents but not on the border these people can hire enforcement but not law enforcement if it's translated it, it, like that like they're not worried about your safety they're not worried about your children's safety they're not worried about the stability of the local economy and maintaining a reasonable amount of pay for work because they're letting people in that can dilute the working pool. Um, so I think that is something that if they convey right at a work. Now, as far as the raid of Mar-a-Lago goes, yeah, it gets people talking about Trump. And I've heard all the, oh, well, if they're talking about Trump, um, you know, that, that's going to hurt Republicans. But, you know, what we found is Republicans and swing voters think this was inappropriate. Only hardcore Democrats totally support this thing. And because we pulled this, this, this FBI thing. Now, obviously, there could be a revelation comes out. That changes that dynamic. Yeah. They could change the dynamic. But people are so skeptical now. You know, they don't know whether whatever they say was actually there. Uh, there's a lot of skepticism. And, and you know, whether it's justified or not, it's there. You have to acknowledge it's there. You know, it, it, it's... People ask, well, you know, what do you think about the election stolen? It is, my job is to measure what the public thinks. And there's a percentage of public who thinks it was stolen. So that's what I'm talking about is what they think. And if people think that funky business went on the raid, then that's what they think. So, and it affects how they vote. Now, I do think, as I said earlier, I think it would be a motivating factor for Republicans to turn out. I've already seen it be a motivating factor for people who were wishy-washy on where they were for Trump 24, 24 and thinking they might want to go somewhere else to consolidate and back behind Trump. I have seen those two things happen. So how long it lasts, I do not know. Um, but there is that kind of a, you know, the government told me to wear a mask. The government told me I couldn't get on the plane. The government told me I had to get this. The government tells me this, that, this, that, and the other. And now the government can just go into people's houses and raid things without proper warrants. If they can do it to him, can they do it to me? They start, you know, they got RS agents. I mean, it's starting to be like, people are starting to be a little more, there was, the founding fathers had a great skepticism in government, but this is what they feared. This is exactly what they feared. And, and I think that part of the raid is translating to this out of control government that picks winners and losers and enemies and punishes its enemies again this this is what they feared and i think it's getting people's attention and it will be a motivating factor for republicans to turn out certainly abortion and some in the gop's overreaction wanting to go too far too fast again forgetting incrementalism uh is working against the GOP. I, I, I really believe that the, that the ruling was not as negative as the reaction to the ruling with some places moving fast to get rid of all abortions and, and, there, and therefore minimizing uh, the support. And we have polled abortion nationwide kind of where you draw the line. And what we found is when you're talking about uh, early in the first few weeks, before a heartbeat, and then not after that, you've got 55% of the public's on your side. 
when you get all the way to uh, abortion on demand, three uh, three trimesters, and partial birth abortion, you're at only 11% of the population. You got 89% of the population against you. But when but when you start moving to no exceptions, um, not you know no exceptions at all, no fetal heartbeat, then you start losing that working majority. And if your goal is really to limit abortion, then moving so fast that you lose elections and lose your ability to make those laws that limit abortion, you really aren't helping limit abortion. So pushing too hard too fast didn't serve the left well in 2020. Pushing too hard too fast, even on abortion, is not going to serve the pro-life community. They should learn the lesson from the left and get back to some incrementalism. Do it in stages, yeah. Last question, student loans, the forgiveness, uh, maybe one generation likes it. Do all generations like it? Um, well, the, a lot of the very responsible people in, in, in the generation where the loans are being forgiven don't like it. And again, the Republican Party is now the party of the mechanic and the waitress and the seamstress and the, the bus driver. And they don't have student loans and they, and, and they look out and see a whole generation of people who get their student loans, buy their Teslas, go out to eat at fancy restaurants and shop at Whole Foods. And now they're getting their loans paid back and it just ticks them off. It does. Doesn't it? Yeah. That's a, that's one we're going to have to watch for it. It may have the boomerang effect, uh, 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 in this election, Robert, it is such an honor to have you on, to have such a detailed conversation real quickly for people who want to follow your work personally to Travago groups work. What's the best way to stay in touch with all the good things that you do? Well, if, if you're on, um, uh, Twitter or truth, we are at, uh, Trafalgar underscore group, uh, or at Robert Kahaley. And on the web, you can find us at thetrafalgargroup.org or trafalgargroup.com. That's pretty easy to remember. And I'll tell you, I check it every day. It, you are an enormous, valuable resource to the American public. And uh, we are just so grateful to have such a great conversation with you. We, I felt like I learned a lot and I cover the news all day long. So uh, what, what a treat this was, Robert. Thank you so much. Can't wait to get you back on real soon. Well, all I can say is, as I learned listening to Rush Limbaugh, when you talk about being a Northern contribution, ditto. Uh, we feel the same way about the work you're doing. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Well, I have a lot of fun doing it, so it's great. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll come back and wrap things up right now after these messages. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. 
CarMax, the way car buying should be. All right, folks, that wraps up another edition of John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Just the News. So glad you can join us today. A really great show, a lot of thoughts and a lot of wisdom, a lot of unexpected things. I Even for me, I've been following politics. I thought the incremental point of policy development by Robert, his emphasis that Democrats got away from it, that's why they're suddenly in a big way, and that maybe Republicans want to think about that on the abortion issue. Very interesting. I haven't heard other pollsters or political strategists raise that question. That seems to be one that might make some sense after what we learned in Kansas. All around a great, great interview. So thankful for him making that much time. I know how busy he is, and he's an amazing pollster all around. All right, we're going to wrap things up for the day. Check us out on Just the News, Not Noise tonight. We've got Devin Nunes. got a great lineup of a great TV show with Amanda and I at 6 p.m. on Real America's Voice. And until then... Well, we'll be back tomorrow with another edition of John Solomon Reports, but you can check us out 24-7 at justthenews.com. Have a great night. God bless you, and thank you for listening. Folks, everyone knows the next medical crisis is just around the corner, whether it comes in the form of a pandemic or something much more mundane like a tick bike. You and your family need to be prepared. That's what we learned from this last pandemic, right? That's where the wellness company comes in. You know the wellness company. We have their great doctors like Dr. Peter McCullough on all the time on our shows. The wellness company and their doctors are medical professionals that you can trust. And the new medical emergency kits are the gold standard when it comes to keeping you safe and healthy, and most importantly, prepared. Be ready for anything. This medical emergency kit contains an assortment of life-saving medications, including ivermectin and ZPAC. The medical emergency kit provides a guidebook to aid in the safe use of all of these life-saving medications. So you know what you're doing. From anthrax to tick bites to COVID and even the bioweapon like the plague, the wellness company's medical emergency kit is exactly what you need to have on hand to be prepared. Rest assured knowing that you have emergency antibiotics, antivirals, and antiparasitics on hand to keep you and your family safe from whatever the globalists throw your way. Go to www.twchealth/justnews today in order. That's twc.health/justnews and use the promo code justnews to save 10%. At Just the News, we break the stories others in the media ignore or are too afraid to tell. We did it on Russia collusion, Hunter Biden, and the security and intelligence failures that preceded January 6th. Our stories have real impact and reach because we stick to the facts. I'm John Solomon. You can help me expand our honest, unvarnished, and unbiased reporting by becoming a premium member at Just the News. You'll get an ad-free experience and exclusive member-only access to events. And you'll be helping us dig up more truth. Join today at justthenews.com slash subscribe.